Maximum Health with your host, Dr. Ken Gray. With over 20 years in healthcare, Dr. Gray is a doctor of oriental medicine and holistic physician fusing Eastern and Western healing. Dr. Gray is on staff at Jupiter Medical Center and in private practice with an office in Jupiter, Florida, where he resides. Dr. Gray enjoys being a physician as well as being an educator. His unique approach to holistic healing has taken him abroad to lecture in Baden-Baden, Germany, and treat sports professionals in Hawaii and Biarritz, France. He is co author of several books on food therapy and the founder of the annual Star Summit Talks at the Norton Museum of Art in Palm Beach, Florida. Now it's time for Maximum Health with Dr. Ken Gray. Yeah. May your streets be paved with gold. Yeah. Hope my heart would make it home. Welcome back, everyone. This is Maximum Health Radio, Quality Living, with yours truly, Dr. Ken May. Thank you for joining us. We are always so happy to have you. And, of course, our guests, which we have a new one every week. Um, and, as always, this is about health, maximum health, quality living. And so what does that mean? It changes from show to show, and it's always intriguing and interesting to find ways to look at certain subjects that we deem um, separate from us or different from what our general view of health is and find um, the importance of it from a lifestyle point of view or healthy living or what have you. And, you know, I, I came across um, in my search for uh, a new or, or owning our, our first rifle as a family because we do a lot of uh, clay shooting as a family, myself and my teenagers, and now my 10-year-old actually is also doing it and doing great. Um, it's one of those outdoor sports we like, and initially speaking, we had to do some safety courses and, and learn, of course, how to utilize the arms properly. Um, and, and my kids have taken to it among other sports. There's swimmers, there's soccer, there's all sorts of things. So we do see the sport, but with it comes all of this other view and responsibility and the way that people view firearms. And then, of course, you get into the Second Amendment, the right to bear firearms. And then also you get into the perception that maybe it's a more male-dominated view versus a female. And it's all just these misconceptions that I started to learn as a physician, um, looking at life holistically and then I started looking not only at rifles, but I came across a really beautiful piece. It was a Walther PPQ. Um, and in learning about that online, I came across Gabby Franco. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's the story of how I found you, Gabby, interestingly enough, um, was my search in education. I think I'm, I'm the type of person that likes to learn things. I really like to read and, and find the behind story and started researching Walther and, and what they're, you know, why they look the way they look, why they feel the way they feel as I held it, it, it you know, and learned what makes a, a handgun important um, when you want to get into that type of shooting um, at a range. And so, you know, your, your um, website, your, I guess you're sponsored by Walther, so there's a lot of sort of social media with you on there. And then I learned about you and your rich history as a Olympian, competitive uh, shooter in the Olympics, the first uh, from Venezuela, I believe. Yes. Yes. And army wife, mother, firearms instructor, competitive shooter, uh, volunteering on all sorts of levels, working with veterans. I mean, 
it's just huge that you not only as a competitive shooter and and making history in this sport and in this art have also used it as a medium to do so much good and to help so many people so i thought i've got to talk to this woman and um, <laughs> and give people access to that point of view of how important it is to to not only educate yourselves um, as to the importance of the Second Amendment and the right, but also to the dangers as well as the benefits of learning about firearms. Um, and, you know, interestingly enough, I recently did a, uh, a course with my wife to, um, and, and it's all concealed weapons and all of that, you know, to, to, in order to do the permit, you have to go through this course. And I was, we were the youngest ones there. <laughs> so there's that other, you know, misconception that it's all these young, reckless people that want this right and, you know, whatever. No, there's a lot of elderly people. I was in the room and we were the youngest ones and most of them were women and men, um, Caucasian that were um, in their 70s, 60s, 70s, and even some 80-year-olds. So here we are, Gabby. Thank you for joining us, and thank you for sharing your time with us. Well, first of all, thank you for the invitation. I feel honored to be in your show. Um, you know, like you just said, the firearms industry, I would say the industry itself, the sport, it's something that brought so many great things in my life from an early age from uh, this South American country in uh, Venezuela. Um, I had the pleasure to travel around the world before I was turned 22. I had already traveled to a dozen countries competing in the sport. I had the pleasure to represent and participate at the Olympic Games, which I think is a pinnacle. Well, I would say the pinnacle would be the win in the medal, which I didn't do, but uh, being an Olympian and earning my spot, my, my spot to be at the Olympic Games in Sydney was certainly uh, one of my greatest uh, rewards besides my son. Uh, but in life in general, shooting has taught me a lot. And something that most people don't, to in ways that most people don't even imagine. Um, because the, the shooting sport, it requires a lot of mental preparation, self-control, introspection, understanding your feelings, understanding your perceptions of reality, um, and controlling your emotions, like when you're anxious, right? Because when you go to a competition, your heart rate goes up. That's a natural biological reaction. And then you have to, especially in an Olympic shooting where you are in a passive mode where you don't move. You're supposed to be calm, but your heart rate is going 130, mm -hmm. 140 yes. because you're anxious. And learning how your mind with your mind respiration, you can calm down. And so in the sport, that sounds great, but how that translates to real life, think about it. Yeah. That same knowledge translates into calming your mind, calming your body. Even if you acknowledge that you are anxious that you react in a certain way but then you you know you can go back to okay this is what i do i go back to like i say my shooting zone my shooting zone is like okay mm -hmm. this is not the way i will solve or it will help me solve any problem i need to come down step back from the situation and so on and so forth so shooting for me uh, is more than the firearms itself it's the responsibility, it's the accountability, it's the self-control. And, and that's something I teach 
when when I do my training classes, teach my students that it goes beyond that. It's 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 more like a way of life per se. That you have that power in your hands, and at the same time, you're responsible for it, and you, you must be accountable for obviously whatever you do with it. You know, it's it's interesting to hear you say all those things because when you look at all great lessons in sports, um, whether it's golf or or fighting, you know, the coaches mm-hmm. and the instructors, they always tell their their students, you know, or the or the people learning, hey, relax, breathe, mm-hmm. relax, you know. <laughs> and you think about that because you <laughs> look at the coach in the in the corner of a fighter. The, the first thing they go is breathe, relax. How are you supposed to relax? I'm punching and you know <laughs> but, and, but that's the that's life. you know you're in the ring every day and you can go aggressive and you can try to move everybody and move these pieces and make these things fit and work and but that's just gonna you're gonna keep hitting walls. but the moment you relax and you take one thing at a time and you go back and like you said, introspective, what are the challenges inside and then you know you look out and you look from a bird's eye view at the whole picture. That is a lesson that you can keep using through not only obviously through shooting and the focus and and that's one of the things I loved getting into that with my my kids and my wife is being like I said out in nature but that moment of focus and it's like again comparing it even to something like golf where you're holding this golf club you have to keep your head eyes on the ball keep your head down swing through there's <laughs> all these steps and it's the same with shooting people don't they think it's like oh you just hold this gun and pull the trigger no. There's how you hold your hands, how you hold your body, how you fixate your eyes, how you move, how you breathe, how you squeeze versus pull. It's like all of these things, right? And, uh, and, it's, also, and, it's, and it's also the mental aspect of it. I'm going to yes. share with you a personal uh, anecdote or, you know, most people see me today. Oh, they, like you said, Gabby Frank, go from top, you know, I was in a TV show also. Top we have to talk about or, that. We'll, we'll, we'll go back to that because <laughs> <laughs> we haven't touched on that yet. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and and or you know sponsored by by Wolf, and most people see you know the, that's what people say iceberg, right? right? That's what people what is this? What people see, but they don't they no, don't know the underneath what made me who I am. And years ago, years, years ago, probably 10 years ago here in the USA, I struggled like many people probably even today. You know, I didn't have a job. Um, I was, you know, getting divorced. My husband went a different direction and whatever. So I was in a very, very deep, very rock bottom situation. And I remember one day I was just crying, trying to figure out what am I going to do? You know, I'm alone in this country. It's not like I have my parents or, you know, my, my, my uncles that could help me or whatever. And then one thing struck my mind. And, you know, and I thought, what would the Gabby shooter do? What would I do? Mm-hmm. What would I in the in the, learn, the lessons of learning shooting? And so in shooting, especially in, in Olympic shooting, uh, we we what we do is that every shot we prepare our minds for the present shot. It doesn't matter what happened in the past. I don't care about the future. I don't care about the, the how many rounds I'm going to shoot in. Uh, you know, uh, next. Or how bad or good I shot before. I need to focus in that moment. So I, I visualize. Mm-hmm. I visualize a perfect shot. I visualize how I'm going to raise my hand, how I'm going to press the trigger, how my satellite is going to be perfect. In order to make sure that that shot, that is the one that matters, is as good as possible. And then that's how I overcame my situation. I thought, why am I worried about 
that I had a job and everything happened in the past or my ex-husband or why should I worry? Oh, how is the future going to look like? My focus was like, what am I doing right now? Mm, wow. You know, yep. what am I doing right now to change my situation? I don't care what happened in the past. The past is past. I cannot change that. Same in competition. I can show that it's fired. I cannot change it. Uh, show that it's not fire and it's in the future. I don't know what's going to happen. But this, this, just this one, this day, this month, this is the second control. Mm. And, and that is how little by little I was able to move away from or move up the ladder. Know what people wanted me to do, do or saw that I was supposed to do, but what I wanted to do. Yes. It's beautiful, and it, you know. And then you take before you take that shot, you look and you focus with laser precision at where you're going, where you want your energy to go, and that's life. Because when you focus with that type of energy, you're going to get there. Maybe not right now, maybe not tomorrow, maybe not even next month, but you'll get there. And so that's your goals, that's your that's your dreams. You know, you focus on those things, and that's your health. You know, you focus on the way you want to look, the way you want to feel, the way you want to be. And your perfect, beautiful life that you want to uh, enjoy, you know. Um, going in reverse a little bit. So 2012, you made your first public appearance as a contender in the History Channel show. Yes. Top Shot. Season four, where you became the only woman to ever progress to the final stage of the competition. So you made history there as well. Not only in the Olympics, yeah. but then <laughs> on national television on the History Channel. Tell us about that. Well, Top Show was a very interesting uh, show. Um, there were only two women out of 16 competitors. Um, and um, the other female shooter, she got eliminated on the third episode. Uh, so fairly early in the competition. So I found myself alone <laughs> in this group of men. But um, I, what I, 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 I'm always been fascinated with the mind and how our brain and our mind can be our best friend and cheerleader, or we can be our worst contender and enemy. So um, I focused in the competition into why I could do it. Regardless, men are, I'm a petite woman. I'm only five one, <laughs> five feet one inch, and I weigh 107 pounds, okay? So I'm tiny. Yeah. And like I always say, anybody can be bigger than me. Yeah. And, but, you know, in my mind, it's like, if I can put it in my mind, and I can put my, 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 my heart into it, I know I can do, you know, the best I can do. I cannot control anyone else's. I cannot control their effort, their abilities, or their knowledge. So um, it, it was challenging competition. We did, we did not have TV. We did not have any contact um, uh, with, with the external world. Um, we don't have read, uh, books to read, so we were always interacting with each other. So there was one competitor, and, and you know, this is a competition. There were a lot of type A uh, personalities. I consider myself a type A kind of personality. I'm very, I'm a go-getter woman. Um, like I tell people, I see how short I am only when I see myself in pictures. Yes. Other than that, I, <laughs> I feel like I'm a, you know, eye to eye with everybody, you know? And, and uh, one of the things that I... I thought it was like uh, there was a competitor. I was, I was trying to remember that there was a competitor. He always tried to, I want to say bully, but you know, trying mm -hmm. to yeah. pick on my pick on my brain because this is competition, right? Trying yes. to see how can you break people's minds and their strengths. Sure. And he tried to pick me, 
And so, and I never let him get to me. One time, we were in the kitchen, and his name is Colin. Was in the kitchen, and he he just kept on going, telling me stuff. And I told him, and I said, Colin, you know, I know you want to be mean, but I know deep inside you are such a good guy. And then he was like, No, no, I'm not. And he started running around. I'm like, Colin, I see you. You know, you're such a nice guy. And it, I, without him knowing it. I reversed yes. the situation yes. where, where I was chasing him, telling him how such a great guy he was. And he was like, no, I'm not. I'm mean. I'm bad. <laughs> and, and today we ended up being such a good friend. So, you know, it was a, it was a great experience. Challenging for sure. There yes. were firearms. I was like, oh, man, God help me because I don't know if I'm going to be able to hold this gun you know, long enough because it's a heavy little bit. Yes. But uh, I, I learned a lot about myself. And another anecdote, uh, I, at the beginning, before even the show, when I was in the process of, um, of the, uh, the selection process, one of the producers, he asked me, he said, so you are an Olympian, you won medals at the Pan American Games in 1999 and this and that. Uh, aren't you afraid? to possibly lose at the beginning of the competition mm. because you know many of the high-end competitors they refuse you know after so many seasons i was season four they refuse to participate because they think that if they get eliminated with a weird gun it doesn't matter or throwing rocks uh just because they got eliminated may affect their careers mm. and i looked at him and, and i looked at him and i said listen Nobody's going to take from me that I want to go into the game. Nobody's going to take away from me that I won my medal. Mm. Wow. You know, meaning this is what I'm doing, what I'm going to do. It's just an activity, but it's, that's not representing exactly who I am. Right. This is one you more opportunity I mean? for you that's to enjoy who you are, to, to, right. to show your skills, but it doesn't make you who you are. Yes. It doesn't define me. Losing a a competition or winning a competition does not, you know, and and I think that's the part that many of us sometimes, because I can uh, put myself in that bucket too, sometimes we we fall into that, that uh, an adversity or a challenge it seems like it's the end. And we're like, okay, wait a second. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot more to my life than this. <laughs> you know, some of the most, it, it makes me think, some of the most wonderful things that we as human beings have uh, passed on over generation, generation from different cultures, uh, be it exercises or um, or uh, martial arts or sports or what have you, all sorts of physical activities. But the best ones, you know, really act as moving meditations. So, when you think of yoga, it's a moving meditation. When you think of, you know, uh, qigong, tai chi. But, you know, when I when I think of the shooting and the way that you're forced to focus and you're forced to battle and, and, and push away all negative thoughts, not only what has happened, what may be going on inside, but focus on your shooting the moment that you're there and move with it the motion, the energy of it, it's a moving meditation too. And those things are what teaches that actually all of life in effect is a moving meditation. 
Um, so the way that you're describing all these lessons, the way that you combated the question from the interview to the fellow contestant, always keeping your eye on the prize, keeping your eye on your goals, then there's no negativity can infiltrate because your focus is where it needs to be, which is on the positive nature of what you're doing, how it's going to affect your life, where you want to go. You know, I, I think that that's what I'm thinking. Moving meditation is one of the healing attributes of, of uh, this sport as well. Yeah, and I think it's also worth noting that anybody, even doing that, even having a strong mindset, we're all vulnerable. Mm-hmm. We're humans, yes, you know. Yes. Uh, we're vulnerable to our own fears, to our own everything, you know. And, yeah. and I think that's the part that, that, that people also need to, and I've learned in this sport, is like, you know, as, as I'm shooting, sometimes I do bad shots and I feel bad and... And then I'm like, ah, who took it an example? In 2002 was my last competition in Brazil, uh, international competition. I ended up winning three gold medals. But there was one particular, one of those medals, uh, an air pistol, <clears throat> that I was shooting, and I knew this was going to be my last international competition because uh, I was moving to the United States. So ironically, I felt relaxed. I didn't have any pressure. And my head was like, you know what? I am going to shoot this. But whatever happens, I'm going to be gone. It was almost like while I love the sport and everything, uh, it had been a long, long time, a lot of, a lot of hard work, you know? So the, I guess I was at a point that was oversaturated, per se. So anyway, in this competition, I thought, you know what? I'm just going to shoot, relax, and everything. It was interesting that I I was hitting the bullseye even with my eyes closed. Wow. <laughs> and wow. it started falling. Yeah, I was so relaxed and so in tone, I guess. I guess it's what you call, you know, having the zen. Yes. Nothing, zen. no worries, yes. no concern. And then halfway, or I don't know, halfway or whatever, I stopped. And look how the mind can be our worst enemy. I thought, oh my God. I said, oh my God, I'm shooting so good. When is that? When is that bad shot going to happen? It was like, I, yes, it was like I called it, sure enough. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking, you know, if you think uh, target, you know, the rings, the bulls that will be the 10, yeah. then the 9, 8, 7, so on and so forth. So I was thinking, typical for me, a bad shot would be an eight. Yeah. And, I, and my thought was like, oh, my God, I'm sure I'm going to shoot an eight sometime. Well, guess what? Once you say that, once you put yeah, your, your mind moves, yeah. that's it. You change, it your, you change your focus. You change your focus. You know? Well, guess what? I didn't shoot an eight. I shoot a seven. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I shot even worse than than my thought because you know i was now i was out of uh inner fear yeah. with absolutely no reason whatsoever well the interesting thing is that i even though i shot very well i was like three maybe like four or five points from breaking the uh south american record mm-hmm. wow. think about it yeah yeah if i would have maintained it would have led all yes, the, the focus, yes, keep the positive and just, yeah, 
It's it's and that's a life lesson. That's a lesson learned, you know, again, and we have we learn it over and over again because, yeah, things are going great. And instead of just being grateful and being a conduit um, and letting all of the good pass through us, we say, oh, well, I, you know, maybe something bad's going to happen or and instead of seeing the fear and then educating yourself to it and passing through it and seeing through it, you know, sometimes you let it overwhelm you. And, you know, I see that a lot today with everything that's gone on with this COVID and this and that and this, yeah. you know, and politics and everything, you know, people, majority of people, instead of educating themselves are being ruled and controlled by fear. And I think as oh, a yeah. human race globally, we have to at some point get past that because it's such a, demeaning and it's so beneath us for as long as we've been in existence which relatively is not as long as say you know other <laughs> life forms right. but right. you know the the fear uh, is, is a tool that people use to control is really a horrible thing and, and that's one thing I, I was really happy that my wife the other day when we decided to do this conceal weapons it's it's so away from, it's not her type of thing it's you know for her to go shooting for in each thing like this is not her but she want she saw the education value she saw overcoming the fear of holding a handgun of embracing the education and then she came out of it wiser and and healthier for it and in a way i think we all should do this not only with the second amendment the firearms but nature but our health you know sometimes we may not know about something but educate yourself ask yourself is this for me don't worry about everybody else and what they're saying is right or wrong or scary or this or that but is it for you and the only way you know is like you like you Gabby years ago you decided who am I and is this for me and then it took you down a path of exploration which has not only enriched your life but through your volunteering with veterans and and all of that you've done so much for other people and you've inspired other people including myself so thank you oh thank you and and I you know what your wife says is I think is wonderful and and I think I hope people would see that as a way to to that open up their minds to do the, the same. It doesn't have to be with firearms. It can be with anything yes, else. Yes, and absolutely. it may not be surprising. It may not be surprising to you, but um, I asked after 20 years of graduating high school in Venezuela. I never went to school in the United States, so my edu- my English up to two years ago was just only conversational i decided to go into the higher education so i'm studying i am studying psychology which may not be surprising right now (laughs) yes and and ironically that you 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 mentioned this about how people follow uh you know these ideas without questioning and it's a social influence you know social influence yes it's almost make makes people Go to in a path without questioning. Yes. Not necessarily how true or wrong it is, but it's by just doing their own research. Yes. You know, ser- several times I hear people say, like when we talk about the Second Amendment, they guns are bad, guns are bad. And so they follow. It's like so follow the <laughs> the you know follow the crowd. Yeah. And we, like you said, we are better than this. We yeah. are the we are the only animal who has the rationale who can think about the future, who can analyze things, who can dissect information, and yet, and yet, we fall into, this, in, in, into the hands of social influence. Yes. Like, I, like COVID, you know, like COVID, I hear a lot about follow the science, follow the science. I'm like, yes, but can we say science has made their mistakes before? Yes. Can we just 
can we, we just blindly follow it? Yeah. Is it fair for me to question as a, as, a, as, a, as a citizen and do my research? Of course it is. Well, I would say on that note, what I'm hearing is educate yourself, exercise your freedoms, and and enjoy life because it's a very short thing and we're all fragile <laughs> and uh, you yeah. have been amazing gabby and this has been another maximum health quality living if you missed any portion of the show it's available via all major podcasts thank you for joining us see you next time mm-hmm.